It's always funny how one of the more exciting times of as a basketball fan, following the trade deadline, the buyout market, just player movement, teams getting better, getting worse, all that, and the speculation that naturally comes around that, is followed by one of the the biggest downtimes of the NBA season, and that's after the All Star break. But it leaves us some time to really reflect and take a look at some of the things that how what teams got better, who's going to get considerably worse, what's to come on the back half of this NBA season. We're going to talk about all those things with some of my hot takes to end this NBA season right after this. Thank you for tuning in to the number one place for your daily basketball fix, NBA Central, hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. All right, basketball fans, welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm one of the hosts here, Hayes, holding it down for C-Dub, Bobby, Steve-O, all holding down, giving us great content day after day on this channel. But today, we're going to talk about some of my, I don't want to necessarily call them hot takes, right? But some of my things to look out for in the back half of this NBA season. And the first one that I want to talk about is one that, you know, I I say that this could happen, but we very well could see another two, three, however many years before we actually see a resolution to that. And that is, we, this may very well be the last season of Dame Lillard in a Portland Trailblazers jersey. Now, we know that he has a reluctance. They, this, both sides of this have seen a reluctance to move on, but it really does seem like it's getting to a place where it would be better for both sides, the, the team and Dame Lillard, to go ahead and move a- away from each other. If Dame truly wants to chase a title and wants to get a ring, his best bet to do that is not going to be in Portland, despite Portland trying some things. You know, Portland right now sits at 12th in the Western Conference. They sit at 28 and 30 on the season, only two games outside of the play-in. But what that said is that Dame has played in Portland for now 11 years. He's seen multiple general managers go through. He's seen a roster go through much change. Him and CJ McCullum, one of the best backcourts in the NBA for a while. And while the Portland Trailblazers have tried, right, they've tried to have their foot in the, in the, the present and the future at the same time, and it just has not worked out for this team. While they have made acquisitions and going after Jeremy Grant, which seemed to work out, he's had a pretty good season for them when he's able to stay healthy. They moved on from C.J. McCollum to put Anthony Simons in that starting lineup. And while his numbers look really good, he also needs to stay on the court a little bit more. And then when you look at the moves that the Portland Trailblazers made, uh, getting Matisse Thibel, Kevin Knox, Cam Reddish, sending out Gary Payton II, um, who also, that was another signing. Gary Payton II was to be one that really helped this team in a playoff push. But nothing has really helped in a meaningful way for the Portland Trailblazers or for Dame Lillard to really be a championship-level contending team. They've had some really good teams in his time there in Portland. But much like with Kevin Garnett in Minnesota, it just seems like it's just time to move on for both sides. And Kevin Garnett even talking about it on a podcast how he, he could have he won more titles had he been willing to leave Minnesota earlier. And hopefully with Dame having that example to follow, Loyalty is big, right? And I do want to say, like, shout out to the Dame for being for being willing and wanting to stick it through with the team that drafted him. Because in an era where so many players and t- change teams uh, year after year or, or every couple of years to really try to get the best combination to get their chance at the title, Dame has stuck it through in Portland. But I do think that we're coming to a point to where at some point, whether it's Portland, whether it's Dame, are going to just have to make the decision for both parties. It's best to move on. When you look at where the Portland Trailblazers sit right now, while they're a good team, uh, they're not, uh, at times, they're not at any stretch of the imagination a championship contending team. And sending Dame out while he's still a, a good player, a quality player to get some assets back is better for the team, and it may be better for Dame if his long-term goal is to try to win a title. 
And like I said, it's not that the Portland Trailblazers haven't tried to build on the fly. It's not like they haven't tried to put a team around Dame that they can get to that to the heights that they want to get to. It just, for whatever reasons, has not worked out in a way that has ended them being a championship contender. I don't think we've ever looked at any team that the Portland Trailblazers have put together as a team that is a valid championship contender. Some of that's outside of their hands. Some of that's just the improvement. How, how, how players got, how other teams got lucky with superstars like the Denver Nuggets with Jokic in the second round. But when it comes down to it, they don't have it. And it doesn't look like they're going to get it to get there anytime soon. Now, again, this is the NBA. Unforeseen things happen all the time. Look at where Brooklyn was at the start of last season to where they are now. There are not many people that would have predicted that that team would have had to make the, the changes that they did. And maybe, just maybe, there's some hope out there that the Portland Trailblazers can get lucky on a deal this offseason that makes them a surefire championship team. It does not seem likely at all, though. And because it doesn't seem likely, it, it, you, you have to, at some point, just learn that not necessarily cut your losses, but to make a decision that's best for both parties. And I think Portland may be in that area. And they've tried. They've tried their best. They've done what they can. But it just, it, I, I don't see it working out there. I don't see it happening for Dame there. And not to necessarily say that Dame is going to request a trade, that Dame is going to sit there and say, hey, guys, I want out, send me away. But maybe a mutual conversation between both sides leads them to, to realize, hey, we got to both move on for the health of the team. And for Dame, if you really want to win a title, I guess it really comes down to it. How important is it for Dame to be on a championship-level team before his career ends? He's already wa not wasted. I don't want to say waste because, again, they've tried. They got some great playoff uh, victories in that time, but it's not coming. A title is not coming for this Portland Trailblazers team unless some serious, serious unforeseen things happen and they get lucky in the trade market or something so that's why i look look out for that um coming in on the back half of the season because especially if the portland trailblazers miss out on even the play-in man it, it it's it's gonna be tough and especially like if you look at like where the portland sits and what they did at this trade deadline versus the next team we're going to talk about with the los angeles lakers what they did at the trade deadline it's really night and day it's just the portland has not gotten it done but with the team that I just alluded to. I want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and what the back half of this season or portion of the season, because we're well over halfway through the season. Most teams have like 25 games left. What this, what that trade did for the, for the Los Angeles Lakers, I think the Lakers are not only going to make the play-in, I think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. I think that they're going to have to go through the play-in to get it. I don't think that they have necessarily enough time to avoid that play-in. But when you look at the acquisitions that they made and, and how they've gotten younger, um, in a meaningful way, but they built a better team around LeBron and AD. When you look at like them bringing in uh, 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 D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, to add to Rui Hachimura, uh, Mo Bamba, who they got. That's a solid team to and, and depth to be around James, uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis if they can remain healthy. If LeBron and Anthony Davis remain healthy on the back half of this season, I have no doubts that they're going to be able to get into the play-in. And I think if that team comes together in a way that it seems like they may, that that team can also be a playoff team and make that playoff team. And I'm not expecting or saying that they are going to be, be a team that goes on like this run where they end up in the Western Conference Finals or anything like that. No, I'm not saying that. But I do think when you look at the way that they have improved their stock and their standing right now in the NBA, it's night and day. I really do think that, on it, and again, if this is bold predictions, whatever, hot takes, whatever you want to call it, I do think the Los Angeles Lakers that sit right now at 13th in the Western Conference at 27-32. and 32. They're two games outside of the play-in. I think that this team comes together in a meaningful way, and they actually make a playoff push. 
Guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. You think I'm, am I buying in? Am I overhyping the trades and the improvements that they made to the roster a little bit too much? But I definitely think that they are a team that is going to make the play-in and definitely has a big chance to make the playoffs themselves. The next thing that we're going to talk about is the Dallas Mavericks. Now, my, my, my thoughts on this is that I don't think that Dallas Mavericks are at risk or anything. They, they sit right now two games above 500. They've lost their two games that Luka Doncic and Kyrie have played. They've lost their last three games in a row. And while the offense for that team is everything that you would think that it's going to be on paper, and they still have time to gel and make that offense even more elite, I think that the defensive liabilities of that team is, has made the, itself seen. And so with 20-ish games left to go in this NBA season, I don't necessarily know if the Dallas Mavericks are going to be able to bring that defense together in a meaningful way to make a playoff push. I'm saying here, I don't think the Dallas Mavericks win a playoff series, and that may be crazy, right? When you look at the offensive talent that they have, that offensive talent alone should be enough to push them into at winning a, at least one playoff series. But then also when you look at how bad that defense has been for them, and we know that defense matters more the further along you go in the playoffs, I don't necessarily know if that the defense is going to come together in a way that it keeps them from being eliminated in the playoffs. And again, this may be a little hot takey. It may be a little, hey, Hayes, you are overrating only two games of seeing them play together because, yeah, very small sample size. And it's hard to take anything from that sample size. But when you look at teams like the Pelicans, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Golden State Warriors, who all with, with health have improvements coming with Zion coming back for the Pelicans, Carl Anthony Towns, and if him and Rudy Gobert can find a way to, to, to gel and then in the trades that they made, the Golden State Warriors, you know to never count out the Golden State Warriors because in the back half of the season, the Golden State Warriors are a team that can turn it on like no other. I just don't know if the Dallas Mavericks, even with Christian Wood and the talent that they have on that roster, is going to be enough to win a playoff series. I really do think that there's a chance, right? I'm not saying for sure that there's a chance, though, that this team does not win a playoff series. And when you look at the way, what they gave up in the rim protection that they did have in Finney Smith, I know that he's not a star level player, but when you look at what, what he meant to that team's defense and giving that up, man, I don't know. I just, I just don't know if, if this team is going to do enough. I don't necessarily know if they fall back enough to be in the playing tournament. But I just don't know if they're going to make and win a playoff series as one of my lights go out. I don't know if they have enough in the tank to win a playoff series. Again, could be completely wrong and off on that, but that's at least something to look out for as the season ends. Now, other, other things that, I want, that I'm looking out for this season. Um, can James Wiseman save his career? He goes to now a young team, much less expectations than what he had in any of his seasons in the, with the Golden State Warriors. Do those lessened expectations now push him in a place to where he could potentially start hitting some of that potential that we saw from him? I think that there's a chance of that. I don't know if I'm willing to bet on that per se quite yet, but I do think that James Wiseman, a former number two overall pick who still has some potential and is still very young, very, very young. He started 27 of his 39 games as a rookie for the Golden State Warriors. I do think that there's enough potential still there. He had a, he had a solid debut with the, with the uh, Detroit Pistons with 11 points, five rebounds on 5-9 shooting on only 24 minutes. So I think that there is a chance that he could revive his career in, in Detroit. And to watch that on the back half of the season to see what it means going into the next season and the offseason could very well be something to look out for as well, finishing this season. And then another thing, I got to talk about my team before we go. I am a Chicago Bulls fan. I do host Chicago Bulls Central for anyone. 
Another interesting thing on the back half to watch on this season is how bad are the Bulls on the back half of the season? And are they bad enough to where the front office is, has to consider blowing that team up? And then if you do blow that team up, uh, and, and, you know, Vooch, who's a free agent, you got DeMar DeRozan, who's still been really solid, especially at his age and can contribute to a contender. You got Alice Caruso, a player that most contenders would love to have. Do, are, are the Bulls bad enough on the back half of the season? Do they miss the playing tournament? And does that then send them into an area where they then consider blowing that team up, right? And by say blowing, I mean more so send out some of the veterans, not pay them and go younger and really try to put the younger players in a, in a more featured position. But what, what happens with that team, right? What happens with that team? Like one of the biggest disappointments in the season, especially when you look at, well, not if you look at how they finished last season, they kind of fell in with that and the national media did not believe in them coming into the season and they've proven all that correct. So watching them on the back half of the season as well and how good or bad are they over that time is going to be something interesting to watch as well. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's A, because A, the addition of Patrick Beverly, shout out to you on that one, but I don't know what that really pays off for you in the long run. And then also the Miami Heat, adding Kevin Love to a team that already kind of looked old and slow and maybe like the time just passed them up. They had a player that still has something left to give in the tank, but does that end up working out for them on, on the back stretch of this season as well? These are all things to look out for as we go towards the last part of the NBA season. You guys can let me know what are some of the things you're looking out for and you think, do you think I'm crazy? Do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm wrong? Or any of my takes on this, please let me know all that down below. You can also follow us at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave us a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. And that is it for me for today, basketball fans. Let's get ready to gear up for the back half of the season. We don't have any games until Thursday. So it's going to be interesting. You're going to get a lot of speculative videos, man. But I'm out here. I love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media.